Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. Let me see. We're going to start reading in verse 51 through 58. That's really, verse 58 is really the text that I, that I have on my heart still. Uh, and really, I, I feel like as a preacher, something that's put on your heart never really goes away. So um, 1 Corinthians 15, we'll read those verses, we'll pray, and then we'll get into what the Lord has for us. But it says in verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? Uh, sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let's pray. Our Father, we are thankful for the opportunity to be here this morning. Uh, thankful for the Sunday school hour and those that are here. I pray that you will help us as we uh, teach through this chapter, Lord. Uh, uh, very Touch very quickly on the things that are in this chapter, for it is 58 verses long. But Lord, we are thankful for your word. Thankful, Lord, that we uh, can be here together. Lord, we pray, pray for our pastor as he's away. Pray that you will uh, help him as he preaches this morning. And Lord, we uh, pray that you'll bring him back safely to us this evening. And uh, Lord, we'll just give you all the praise and all the glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. It's good to see you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> But uh, before, like I said, before we get to verse 58, which is really the main verse that I, I have on my heart, we, uh, I want to go through uh, fairly quickly the, through this chapter. And we, we see in verses 1 through 8, we see the Gospels proclaimed. Uh, in verses 1, you see, I see a receiving of the Gospel where it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the Gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received. So it's, it's pretty plain of what the Bible says. I mean, that ye have received, and wherein ye stand. So the Gospel which I preached unto you. Uh, so in verses 3 and 4, Paul describes the content of the Gospel. He describes how the Gospel can benefit to men only, but only if it's received, and only if you're going to stand in it. Amen? So uh, we, we see the receiving of the gospel, and we see uh, readiness of the gospel as well, as wherein you stand. Uh, so to stand means to be ready or prepared. So uh, I, I hope that we are, 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 are that in the gospel. We are uh, prepared when we study and preach or, uh, or even tell others about him. We, we are prepared, preparing, preparing ourselves, excuse me, uh, so that we have what we need when the time may come and arise that we can tell others about him. 
if we are, are, are students of the Word of God, then the Lord will help us to be ready. Amen. So gospel is, uh, is we all know, uh, all know this, and, but it's the good news. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful that He didn't uh, stay dead. He, he did rise again. Amen. So through life, uh, through life you often receive good news, uh, I, I hope. But uh, I can tell you the greatest news that you'll ever receive is, uh, is being saved from a punishment that we all deserve. We all deserve hell, but there is uh, a good news in that, that uh, God will accept us and uh, save us if we ask Him. Amen. Uh, he's faithful to do that. Uh, all because of what He did for us. He did so much, and I, I, I say this, all, I feel like I say it all the time, but every time I get up here, but He, he does a lot for us. He, he, did, he did so much for us, and how can we not do what He wants us to if He did all that for us? Amen. He gave His life for ours, well, and we can't uh, pass out a little gospel tract or put one on a table when you go out to eat. I mean, that sound to me it sounds silly and I'm talking to myself when the same thing when we go to the when you go to the gas pump I mean there's someone right on the other side usually you can tell them I mean granted a lot of people may not want to hear it uh, and the Bible tells us that they don't hate us they just hate him so we, we don't need to take we need to as a duck gets back we just need to let it roll off our back and don't don't hold on to that because the Lord he wants us to tell the Bible says go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and that includes that's everybody amen it's not who we decide but it's who what he who he wants amen so we see all the things that He did for us. He gave up His life for ours so that we may live. John 1, 12 says, But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So uh, to reap those benefits later that we'll get to here in just a moment, you first got to believe in Him. Amen. Believe in a hill uh, called Mount Calvary. And, and you must believe that He uh, died and buried, was buried and He rose again. Amen. Uh, his blood, he co it covered all our sins. It covered our, the past, present, and future. And you, you hear this all the time as from preachers preach, but uh, to us, all of our sins are present, our future, excuse me. Um, because I don't, I don't think any of y'all were alive when Jesus was around. I, I don't believe. Amen. But all of our sins were future to Him. So, I mean, it, His blood covered it all. Amen. So, so we, have to stand, we have to stand in the gospel and I said this already, but we need to be prepared, and it's a, it's a prepared. We need to be of a steadfast mind and one who does not hesitate or waver. So we need to stand for what's right. We need to stand against sin, which is, a, which is important. We need to stand against it. We need to hate sin as God hates it. Amen? Stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, Ephesians 6.11 teaches, uh, teaches us of that. But we need to stand with the Savior. We need to stand when life is good. Stand when life is bad. And stand even when no one else is standing. Amen. And, and uh, a verse comes to mind, uh, Ephesians 6.13, is a very popular verse. Uh, but it says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And verse 14 says, Stand therefore. So in order to stand, you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God. Amen. Excuse me. But uh, um, another message that I'm studying and working on is uh, before you can put on the whole armor of God, there's some things that you have to put off of yourself. You can't, you can't cover up your sin and your wickedness or your, 
just uh, and just to put on the whole armor of God and expect expect the Lord to bless you and use you. So before you can put on that, you have to put those things, cast those off to the side. Amen. And I'm working on uh, thought on that, and the uh, the Lord's helping me with those. But need to put off some things before we can put on. Amen. Uh, but let's see, verse 2, it says, uh, verse in chapter 15, it says, by, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So we, we see, I see here that there's a memory of the gospel. You can hide, hide the word of God in your heart. Amen. So, uh, so when things do arise in your life, the Lord will recall to memory the things that were uh, memorized, hopefully, or the things that were studied or read, and uh, those will help protect you, uh, help you to abstain from the appearance of evil. So um, it's just important that we as believers do hide the Word of God in our hearts so those things can happen. If you don't hide, if you don't fill your mind or and mind and heart with the Word of God and you, you fill it with something else, then the, the Word of God's not going to help you too much. Amen? Does that make sense? But we need, we need, to, uh, we need to hide the Word of God in our hearts so, uh, so we can live for Him. Amen? But we, we see also it says by, by which also you are saved if you keep in memory. So we need to, we need to memorize the Word. And what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So unless you have, do a false profession, amen. So we, so don't be a false professor. I think that's how we say it. But anyway, uh, so we see here in this chapter, the Corinthian church were doing well that they received it, received the gospel, and they were doing well that they stood in the gospel. But they had to continue to do well to hold fast in the gospel, amen. Hebrews, Hebrews 10.23 tells us that let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. And I'm thankful for that verse. Uh, and God is the one doing the promising, and, and if He is doing the one, which He is oftentimes, uh, He's going to make sure that what He promised is going to happen. Amen. Uh, I know uh, time, uh, time and time again in our lives, if you uh, promise to do something, doesn't always happen. I mean, unfortunately, things in our life do arise and things happen. But I was raised to, if you promise to do something, you need to make every effort to do something and to fulfill and go through with it. Amen. Don't be, don't be somebody that promises to do something and every time you promise, go back on what you, what you say. Amen. Because uh, what, what would happen if the Lord did that? Uh, you wouldn't like that. I mean, and as and likewise, uh, people we come into contact with, if we promise to do do things for them or do things with them, then the, they probably gonna stop asking you to do stuff. Amen. So, so we need to uh, we need to realize that he's the one doing the promising, and I'm thankful that when he does, he always fulfills his end of the deal. Amen. So, verses three three through four, it says, "For I delivered unto you first of all." That which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. So we see the report of the Gospel. And uh, the Gospel is, is the most important message that one could ever receive. I mean, uh, not... Uh, 
the report of the gospel, but not necessarily just the message, but receiving that message. Amen. So we need to be uh, actively telling people about the gospel, telling them about the Savior. Amen. Christ, He died, but He didn't stay dead. So we, we need to let, let the world know, amen, that He is alive and He's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us, amen. Uh, there, there, there were many that were crucified in, in Romans in, by the Romans back in that day, but there's only one that was and brought us, took His life back up again, amen. So we, we, He did that so we might be free. He gave His life so we could be free, amen. And if he didn't, who, who would know where we'd all be right now? We'd be miserable on our way to hell. But I'm thankful that he, he didn't look the other way. Uh, and he, he fulfilled, his, fulfilled what the look God wanted him to do. Amen. Verses 5 through 8, uh, we see a recognition of Christ. And in the fact that, uh, let's see, I got notes on both pages. So excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, but um, we we uh, see recognition of Christ in verses five through eight. But it, it says, and that he was seen of Cephas, which is also Peter. Uh, then of the twelve, after that he was seen of of above of five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto the present, unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. And so we see here uh, what I, the recognition of Christ that you you see that he was seen of Cephas, which is Peter. He he saw him the risen Christ. Amen is what we're getting at. And he was seen of the twelve uh, in verse five as well. And there's other references as well. But Mark sixteen fourteen, Luke twenty four uh, verses thirty six through forty three talk about all this. But we also see that five he was seen of five hundred brethren. Um, and see he was seen of James and, and also Acts one thirteen and all the apostles and I got I got scripture from upon scripture as y'all know I always do. Um, but he was also seen of Paul. He was uh, seen of me also. Cause, uh, so Paul was just letting, letting people, the Corinthians, know at this time that there's no reason to doubt the resurrection of the Lord and Savior, for there were witnesses. They saw him alive. Um, they may not have seen him actually come out of the tomb, but they, they, did, these, they did see him after the fact. Amen. So there were testimonies of many eyewitnesses. But uh, Matthew twenty eight ten says, Jesus said unto him, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go unto Galilee, into Galilee, and there they shall see me. So uh, if they wanted to see him, they could have gone and seen him. Amen. So, and we have to recognize that Christ is the Son of the living God. Recognize Him as Lord of, of your life. Uh, I, I preached a little bit about make, uh, that Wednesday, but we need to make Him Lord of our life. Uh, um, you can't make Him Lord because He already is Lord. We just need to be obedient to, what he, to, to who He is and just let Him be Lord. And we, we just need to, just to be, as long as He's getting the glory out of everything, then nothing else really matters. Um, because, as and this point is recon, recognition of Christ. So we need to recognize that He is He is Lord and He is the one in control. It doesn't matter if anyone knows Michael. It doesn't matter if anyone knows who you are. The only thing that matters is who, if they know who Jesus is. Amen. And if at the end of the day that's all that matters, that's all they know. That'll be a, that'll be a good thing. Amen. That they know that who Jesus is. So we see verses nine through eleven. 
that we, we see there's the grace provided uh, for, for I am the first nine says, for I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so they believe. So, uh, we, there's, uh, Paul used to persecute the church, but now he preaches Christ. Amen. That's what happens when you get, when the Lord changes you, you come into contact with the Lord, He'll change you. If there's no changing, then I, I doubt that you uh, ever got in. Amen. Um, so, we, we need to, uh, there needs to be a change in our life when we accept Him as our Savior. Amen. Because uh, we see the evident change in Paul because he used to persecute the church, but now he preaches Christ. Amen. And, and God, God can bring out the best of the greatest evil. So, Bible says, he, uh, Paul called himself the least of the apostles, uh, but the Lord uh, changed him. Amen. So we see uh, verse 9, or verse 10, excuse me. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Um, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. So, we not in vain. Uh, do not be, let it be in vain. What uh, uh, His, what Christ did for us. Amen. God had forgiven Paul, and he, and Paul knew that. But Paul still remembered his past. Um, likewise with us. I mean, we we get saved, and the Lord saves us and changes us. But we still remember what we did when we were living in sin. Um, but the Lord, if if you're faithful and uh, He's faithful and just to forgive us those sins if we ask Him, Amen. So we need to we need to keep that in mind. We need to understand that uh, when the Word of God tells us that He's going to do something, He's going to do it, Amen. And it, I know it's easier said than done about forgive, forgiving or forgetting your own sins, but if the Lord forgives them or forgets them, then we need to do our best to just leave them back there. And just continue working on for Him, doing what He wants us to. Amen. Um, so uh, God forgave Paul, and and but Paul still remembered him. But and that's likewise the same same with us. But First uh, John one nine, and I sit and I paraphrase this a little bit, but we we know this verse. It says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." Hebrews eight twelve. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I'm thankful for those verses. Amen. I hope that you are as well. Um, Paul gave Paul gave all the credit to the grace of God, so that the grace that saves us also changes us. Amen. So. Uh, Paul used to be full of hate, and he used to persecute the church. But now he's full of love, and he loves the church, trying to trying to uh, uh, preach the gospel wherever the Lord would send him. Amen. So we see verses eleven, uh, we, believing in grace. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so they believe. So we we know that God uh, grace is a, the acronym for that is uh, something we've all heard, I'm sure. But God's riches at Christ's expense. So we we Paul was telling them of all the people that had seen the resurrected Christ. So if anyone had doubt, they could come to them and see and talk to them about Him being resurrected. Amen. So. If they if they had any doubt, but uh, as grace made Paul what he was, uh, grace will make us what we are. So uh, if we don't want his want his grace to be given in vain, as uh, as Paul did, 
we should labor more abundantly, amen? Labor more abundantly in the things of God so He can use us for His, for His glory, amen? And, uh, do not mistake, mistake me. Grace, grace wasn't given because of the works we do, um, past, present, or future, but grace is freely given. And um, the Word of God teaches us that Matthew 7, uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 through 20, because it talks about, by their fruits you shall know them. So I believe if you are saved, uh, you're going to want to do something for Him, and you're, there's going to be some evidence of what the work that you've done. Amen? Um, so, I mean, we all know this. I mean, if you plant a plant and it doesn't produce anything, um, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to wither up and die. I mean, it's going to... But we, we, it needs to uh, produce some fruit. Amen? And if if we're not producing, then the Lord talk, the Word teaches us that He'll prune back, and uh, so it can produce more. So we need we need to, and th and I believe that also comes in the pra in the practice of if the Lord shows us some things in our life that aren't right, those things count. I, I believe as if we get those things right, those He's cutting those out of our life so we can uh, get rid of those so we can move on for Him. Amen. So. Uh, Paul, Paul was letting us know, verse 11, that despite him laboring more abundantly, nevertheless, whether it was him or anyone else, that they uh, would believe the same. So the apostles, they preached the gospel so that they would believe. Amen. And verses 12 through 34, I won't read all of those, but we see here that the gospel's preserved. Um, verse 12, let's see. Uh, it says, Now if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, how that say some among you that, were, is, that there is no resurrection of the dead? So here there, you see that there's an unbelief of the Savior. And uh, verse 13 it says, But if there be no resurrection from the dead, then is Christ not risen? So uh, unbelief of uh, Scripture, an unbelief of the saint. Verse 14 it says, And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith also vain. So... Uh, if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, which we all know and understand, I, I hope, because uh, there's no body in the tomb anymore. Amen. Like he is alive and up, up in heaven, sitting at the right hand, as I said. But uh, if, if it did not all happen, as verse 15 says, Paul is saying if it did not happen, that would make us false witnesses, because we, we would be preaching something that didn't happen. So, verses 16 through 17 say, uh, verses 16 through 17, let's uh, read those. Flip over. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sin. So, uh, vain is just producing no results. It's uh, it's uh, useless. I mean, if some uh, verse eighteen it says, then they. Uh, verse 18, it says, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. So if, if none of this ever happened, the ones that are already passed away, it, it was, it's, they have already fallen into death and perished there. And then there's no hope for them. So uh, we see, but, and I'm thankful though that the, the chapter didn't stop there. He, Paul didn't stop writing. He kept writing. Amen. Because verse 19, uh, there, we, we see there's hope in the Savior. Verse 19 it says, if, if In this life only we have hope in Christ. We are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. So uh, we know that uh, He didn't stay dead. Amen. So He is coming. Verse 23 it says, But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits afterward, they that are, are Christ at His coming. So 
um, I'm thankful for that as well. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we, we see that He is coming and, there's hope, and we need to hold to the Scripture. Verse 34, uh, it says, Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. And I speak this to your shame, Paul says. So we need to, we need to uh, hold to the Scripture. We need to uh, be in the Scripture as I, as I preach Wednesday. We need to, that needs to be one of the first things we do. We need to keep Christ first. And no, no better way to do that is this when we wake up as we, we grab the Word of God and we read it and we pray to Him first, first thing. Amen. So it needs to be something that's a priority to us. And I, I see throughout, throughout life or throughout uh, going in other churches just uh, talking to people that to me it doesn't seem that Christ is uh, a priority to a lot of people, even those that go to church. And I, I hate to say that, but I just that's just the way it looks, um, just the way based on how people live and stuff and things like that. But uh, we need we need to keep Christ first and keep Him. We need to keep the keep the Scripture first. Amen. So we need we need to hear hear those that preach the gospel, preach hear those that preach against sin. Uh, the way the God uses those men to help us to grow closer to Him, help us to get things right. So we need to hear hear the saints. We need to uh, so we need we uh, hold to the scripture and we hear the saints. So we need to we need just need to be uh, here attentive to those things that are being preached or taught across the the pulpit, no matter if it's here or anywhere else. Amen. So we need to do those things as well. But um, we see here, and I'm getting down to where we I want to be, but and we'll only spend a few minutes there. But uh, we see verses 35 through 50, and we see the gospel uh, explained. Uh, we see the resurrection of the body, verse 35, and we and we see verse 42. It talks about um, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. So we we see that there you see corruption versus incorruption, and incorruption just meaning that the quality or state of being free from physical to decay. So and we know that our bodies we, our bodies can't enter the inner heaven so cuz our bodies are corrupt we our blood our blood and our flesh cannot enter but the lord his blood and we we are covered with his blood we that makes us able to get there amen so i'm thankful for those as that as well but we see verse 44 it talks about it is sown a natural body is raised a spiritual body and there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body so we we see that natural bodies raise a spiritual body so we see the resurrection of the body and we see the remembrance of the brethren so verse 45 verses 45 through 50 it talks about the first man adam where sin entered into the world and death by sin but uh, the last man adam jesus christ and their salvation by his death uh, but only if if you believe in him, amen. We we gotta believe him, believe in him, amen. Um, and then lastly, number five, I see God's promise, and this is where our text was. This is where we read, but we see verses fifty-one through fifty-three, and I've made mention of this uh, throughout. Uh, um, this chapter, but there needs to be a change. There ought to be a change in our life. Um, corruptible must be must put on incorruption. Verse fifty three tells us. Um, 
it says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So uh, there, there's got to be a change in our life, a change uh, as, as there was in Paul's life, a change from uh, 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 tormenting the tormenting every, the saints to preaching, preaching Christ. Amen. We need to uh, turn from our wicked ways and turn to Him. Amen. So uh, we need, there needs to be a change. In verses 54 through 57, I, I see that there is a champion because we see, uh, and we'll read these verses again. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's victory. Uh, there's a champion. There's victory over death. Amen. There's victory over the grave, and there's victory over sin if, if we uh, just believe in Him. Amen. And, and verse 58 we see that there is a challenge. I see a challenge here and, and talks about in verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, then this is the four points that we're going to go through just for a few minutes. But it says, uh, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So we, we see here that we need to be steadfast. We need to be unmovable. We need to always abound in the work of the Lord. And, and, and we know if we do those things that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, as that verse teaches us. So uh, if, we, if we have accepted Christ, there, uh, there's going to be a change, a change in our life. Amen. And we're going to go through that changing. Our bodies and our bloods cannot enter that city, as I said. So, therefore, my beloved brethren, it says, be steadfast. So we need to be firmly fixed in our place. Amen. Not subject, uh, not subject to change. Uh, this is what the definition of steadfast means, and just in case you weren't aware. But we need to have a determination. Amen. Uh, we need to... Uh, uh, be steadfast for Him. Uh, and uh, we, we as Christians, we ought to be steadfast. So we, we see Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 8 says, it says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the, the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So we need to be steadfast in Him. Amen. Uh, let's, let's be firmly fixed upon uh, God's Word. And let's stand upon it. Amen. Let's not waver in our walk with Him. Uh, and James tells us that, that he that wavereth is like, the, like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. So, in other words, he's going to go wherever that wind takes him, go where the sea takes him. And uh, too many t uh, people in this day I've seen or heard about that people, they do go, they go wherever, uh, uh, wherever pays more or wherever people uh, don't uh, preach on sin or and things like that. There's just the things that come to mind, but I, I wouldn't want to be part of a church that doesn't preach against sin to help me to understand uh, what it's, I'm doing in my life is not right, so I can be in better fellowship with my Lord and Savior. Amen. Because uh, if you're living in sin, you're not. You're, you don't have fellowship with Him. 
because he, he cannot be around that. Amen. So we, we need to uh, uh, don't be easily persuaded with what the world tells us. And we need to uh, uh, be firmly fixed in the Word of God. And that's why we hide the Word of God in our heart. And the Bible teaches that. And we can go through verses after verses with that. But we need, we need to uh, be fixed on the Word of God. Amen. So, we, we not only do we see that they're the, to be steadfast, but we need to be unmovable, uh, and simply means not not to be moved. We need to be uh, Christ was steadfast and unmovable in in His work while on the earth. So, um, and and we as Christians, uh, we are supposed to be Christ-like. So we need to be Christ-like. Amen. Uh, and he's the per perfect example, I believe, on uh, how to live. So, I mean, we can look at his life and see his through his life on how to live. And we ought to be strive to be more like Christ every day. I'm, and, uh, and if you're not doing that, I encourage you to do so. And I, I would uh, be weary if we're not trying to be more like Christ. We should want to be. Amen. So, I, I, I do not... Uh, uh, I don't think any of us intentionally would want to not be in relationship with Christ or in, in fellowship with Him. So we need to make sure that we are uh, un unmovable. Amen. And number three, we see always abounding in the work of the Lord. So, uh, and y'all have heard me say this before as well, but I, I believe I, I say that a lot, I feel like, here recently. But I only know so much, and you're, you're going to hear me repeat myself sometimes. Amen. But anyway, uh, I, I hope everyone here, since you're here for Sunday school, you want to serve the Lord. I would, I would hope so. And I know that's what I want to do. And I know that's what Brother Kyle wants to do. And I know that's what a lot of y'all want to do. And we need to be always abounding in the work of the Lord. And simply put, we need to exist in what God has called us to do. Amen. Uh, I want, and I want to exist in what God wants me to do. I want to keep myself usable so He can use me. Uh, and we, He has a plan, and we can all be part of that plan if we want to. But if we don't want to, God's not going to make us. Uh, he'll find somebody else to do what you won't do. Amen. And I don't want God to find somebody else to do what I'm supposed to do. I want to do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. So we see we need to not we need to always abound in what in the work of the Lord. And we see lastly that your labor is not in vain. So anything and everything we do for the glory of God, as long as it's done in the right attitude and the right spirit, uh, is not ever going to be done in vain in the Lord, as this verse teaches. So um, we we need to make sure that when we are in uh, when we do see come into contact with uh, others or the sinners of this world, that we do tell them about the Savior, that He He did uh, give up His life for theirs, and He saved them, uh, or He wants to save them if they accept Him. Amen. So we we need to know that anything that we do, as long as we're doing it in the in in the right spirit and the right uh, attitude, it's not going to uh, uh, be in vain in the Lord. Amen. So we we can know that. Uh, that uh, anything we do is going to be done and that it will be done not in vain. Amen. So we, we, we just, I, I pray that um, we, we are doing or these things or well, can encourage each other to do these things. So we need to know that there, that, that is my challenge to you this morning is, is to be steadfast and to be unmovable and always abound in the work of the Lord. Uh, and if you're doing those things in the right attitude and the right uh, uh, spirit, then your labor that you've done for Him is not going to be in vain. Amen.
Uh, let's pray. Our Father, we're thankful for the time that you've given to us in Sunday school. Uh, I pray and hope that something was said uh, this morning that would help somebody or encourage somebody to keep going on for you. And I, I pray, uh, Father, for uh, Brother Kyle as he uh, will be preaching this morning. I pray that you will help him as he uh, uh, with the things that he is studying. And I pray, Father, your Lord, that you will help us to be a light in this world, be a, a beacon in uh, this uh, community. And I pray Lord, that you will uh, um, be with our pastor as he's away and be with uh, Brother Lewis as he's away preaching as well. And I pray, Lord, that you will help them uh, in, in their diverse respective uh, churches, Lord. And we give you all the praise, all the glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.